Hello, everybody. Michael Lombardo here. Welcome to Awaken Podcast. It is always my joy to speak with you guys today. For those who are new to the show, we release an episode every Monday and Thursday streaming on CharismaPodcastNetwork.com. You could also get the Charisma Plus app, lots of podcasts, articles, amazing free content on there. You can tap into Awaken Podcast there as well. You can go to you can go to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, Audible, pretty much anywhere that podcasts are listened to. And so this show is based on Ephesians 5.14, Awake, awake, O sleeper, rise from the dead, and Christ will shine on you. The Apostle Paul spoke that to believers, not unbelievers. As, as, as the body of Christ, we need to be awakened to the beauty of Jesus, who he is, what he has done for us, to us, who we are in Christ, and the tools that we have so that we can walk out the kingdom of God in this present age and make a difference for the glory of the Lord. And so I have amazing guests on the show from around the world, as well as just break down the scriptures. Um, We do some solo teaching shows, right? Just break down the word of God for you at friends, family on, as well as pastors, teachers, prophets, incredible people that, um, that have messages, relevant messages to the body of Christ in this hour. And so today... We have a great guest, and I'm excited to talk to him. His name is Troy Brewer, and he is a tireless student of God's Word. He is a sold-out believer in the prophetic. He's a pastor at Open Door Church in Burleson, Texas. Um, He has a radio show, and he has television programs that are broadcast worldwide. He's also a global missionary. He's known for his radical love for Jesus, his unique teaching style, and he has a passion for serving people. You know, I've Heard a lot about what his ministry does, and I know they rescue girls and boys from sex trafficking worldwide through his his ministry, Answer International. And so thank you so much for joining me today, Troy. Hey, thanks so much, Michael. Wow, what a great introduction, man. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, it's, well, it's a joy to have you. I know we have a mutual connection um, of Sean Tabbitt, and he said a lot of great things about you. So it's just a joy talking to you. I've listened to a lot of your teachings, and so it's, it's great to talk to you right now. Thank you so much. Well, it's a privilege to be here. Absolutely. So tell us a little bit. I always like to, before we dive into the content, I know you just released a book not that long ago called Redeeming Your Timeline, and we're going to dive into that message today. But before we get into that, I always like to know and hear how my guest first encountered the Lord. Um, I feel like that will encourage a lot of people. Well, okay, man, uh, I was, uh, this goes all the way back to 1986. By the (laughs) way, how old were you, Michael, in 1986? I was Mm -hmm. just a thought thought in God's mind, yeah. (laughs) Yes, <laughs> I thought I got socks older than you, man. So, so okay. So yeah, 1986. I was 19 years old, and I was playing. In, I had a couple of rock bands, a couple of country bands. I also had a blues band, and I was a full time musician. And that was how I was going to spend the rest of my life. I had been a full time musician since I was in middle school, and uh, that's it. I mean, I was just going to do this, and I wasn't even looking for the Lord. I was not. I, I don't know. It was just a, it's just a strange thing how Jesus Christ invaded my life, but mm-hmm. I was chasing a girl actually. And she was, she'd gotten <laughs> into some trouble and she, so she'd had to go to graduate from high school from a little private school in hot Springs, Arkansas. And so I went up there to go see her graduation and at her graduation, um, this lady preacher came out by the name of Heidi Lou and she started preaching Jesus and this was a high school graduation. I'm just sitting there minding my own business. And all of a sudden she looked at me 
And she continued to preach, and I felt the fire of God mm. all over me. I yeah. was like, oh, no, I'm fixing to get saved. I'm fixing to become a Jesus freak. you got to be <laughs> kidding me. And I felt the love of God like I have never felt before in my life. I, I knew that I was loved. I knew that I belonged to family. And I literally fell down on the floor and started crying out to God and started weeping and bawling and squalling while my friends were like, what are you doing? And I'm like, dude, I'm a Jesus freak. I can't believe it. I love Jesus. <laughs> and I um, I came back. I was so, I, it weirded out my friends so bad. They would not let me ride in the truck. I had to ride in the bed of the truck all the way home <laughs> from Hot Springs, Arkansas. And because they were scared of me. They're just like, you look different. You, yeah. There's something you're, I, we don't know what this is. Uh-huh. And I just was praying. I was praying in the spirit. I was crying out to God. I, I prayed and cried all the way home. And I quit all my bands. And uh, one of the bands that I quit had a very professional saxophone player in it. And he said, hey, if you're a Jesus freak, I know a band that has sign management. And uh, their guy, who is their lead singer and their rhythm guitar player, um, he just developed polyps on his of vocal cords and they got like three months of gigs and they don't know what they're going to do. Why don't you check them out? So I hadn't even been saved 24 hours. I called these guys. I went and practiced with them that night and the next Friday, which was one week to the day after I was saved, I was in Oral Roberts university in front of 3000 people in full-time ministry. And I've been in full-time ministry ever since. Wow. Yeah. Awesome story. I love how the Lord just sneaks up on us and sets us up. And he, oh. there's there's only one way to the Father, Jesus Christ. But there's many ways to come to, right. to come to Jesus. There's many ways he he he, right. he ropes us up and and drags us in. And so I just love that testimony. And same thing with me. I was it was sex, drugs, rock and roll for me in high school. Um, I was born in '88. All right, so I was not that far from '86, but I wasn't born in '86. <laughs> but um, and so my friends thought I was crazy too. I can't even tell you the things that they said to me when I got saved and wanted to tell them about Jesus. Dear God, I wouldn't be able to tell you all the things they called me and said to me. But oh um, no. <laughs> it's well, you know what they do is 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 and it's the same way today. Anytime that you step into the presence of God in a radical way, mm-hmm. they make fun of you publicly, but they call you privately. Yeah, that's right. And true. You just, that's, that is absolutely true. It's what I tell everybody. Listen, if you're going to live a radical life, if you're going to do crazy things, you're not going to have the support of the family and friends that you're coming out of, but know this, you're going to have a Nicodemus experience with those people. They're going to mm-hmm. want to meet you in the middle of the night. There's going to be a day you're going to get a phone call that something is going on in their life and they are so happy to have a drop dead, sold out Jesus freak that they can call on. <laughs> and that's how it works. That is absolutely true. I love that. Uh, that that scripture of, of Nicodemus that you mentioned there, because that's absolutely true. And it's been the same for my life a hundred percent. And so that's, that's awesome. And so I know I want to dive into the content today. You know, you wrote a book called redeeming your time timeline. And then the uh, subtitle is supernatural skill sets for healing past wounds, calming future um, anxieties and discovering rest in the now, which is an awesome title. I love that. And so you you break down the concept of time and how God relates to time in your book, and you also call Jesus a time traveler. And so I'd love to I'd love to kind of lay a foundation here, um, just for the rest of the show, and kind of expound on that a little bit, so 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 the audience knows where we're going. Thank you, Michael. Yeah. I, you know, there are so many amazing Christian books on say finances because we all have to understand finances. You you don't get through this life without partnering with God on finances. So you need to have mastery in it, or maybe it's relationships. Man, you got to have mastery in your relationships. Mm-hmm. Um, 
one thing that every single human being has to deal with is time. And I'm not just talking about time management. I'm talking about how to actually flow in time and how to have mastery in time. And we tend to think that there's nothing that we can do about it. And it's kind of a poverty mindset. You know, yeah. people that have a poverty mindset think that there's nothing they can do about their finances. Well, people who have a poverty mindset concerning time think that there's nothing that they can do about it. And it's just not true. There is something we can do about it. And because God is not subject to time in any way whatsoever. And he is a master at time. So the premise of this whole book and the reason why it came about is because in that same band that I was telling you about in the late 80s, I was playing in, on 6th Street in Austin. And our band also was a secular band. And we played secular clubs because we couldn't make a, we couldn't make a living playing in churches back then. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it was all kingdom songs. And then we would, we would literally minister Jesus. We didn't care if it was a bar. We didn't care. You know, we didn't care. And, um, and then we would have all these crazy cool encounters with the Lord in these bars and these clubs and the spirit of God would move and people would get saved and it was ridiculous. And we were playing at the Liberty lunch at the Liberty lunch in, uh, Austin, Texas on sixth street. And I looked back behind the bar while I was playing, I was cranking out a lead and I looked and I saw this sign on the back wall in the midst of all this like Texas folk art. Mm. And it said, it said, time is God's way from keeping everything from happening at once. And I didn't know it then, but that's actually an Einstein quote. And I was like, what? <laughs> wow. Time is God's way of keeping everything from happening at once. And I thought, suddenly it just occurred to me, Michael, I just went, why wouldn't God want everything to happen at once? Why doesn't the Lord allow whatever's going to happen to happen? What is that all about? Why would he risk so many variables. What what exactly did he risk? And by the way, when did time begin and when did time end? It jumped on my head the way that the alien jumped on John Hurt back in 1980. I couldn't <laughs> I couldn't get it off of me. I yeah. mean, the Lord just exploded in my spirit, and I began this relationship with God <laughs> concerning time. And I've been searching it out and been walking it out now for 34 years. And yeah, so that's that's kind of how it all started. That's awesome. I love me. I I read your book and it's it's unique. You break down the scriptures. You're not just, you know, using philosophy or just breaking down, you know, your your opinions and things like that. No, you, the, the book is filled with scripture. And I, I absolutely love that. And you kind of open up the book talking about the importance of time and, you know, how, you know, pretty much everything you were saying here, but then you also just talked about Jesus and how he relates to us in time. And I love your subtitle because you're saying that he heals our past wounds. He he calms our future anxieties. You know, we have no clue what the future is going to bring. So many people are fearful. So many people are scared of what the future is going to bring. And he gives us rest in the now. So I love how you start talking about, you know, Jesus, how, how he relates to our past, our present and our future and just how he's he's a time traveler and just kind of explaining that a little bit. But it's just it's beautiful. Even even the redemptive aspect of, of time and, and, and Jesus finished work. I'd love to hear about that. Well, Jesus is indeed a time traveler. And like, well, what are some biblical examples of that? Well, just the book of Revelation itself. Um, Jesus shows up 2,000 years ago on the island of Patmos. He talks to Brother John. In Revelation chapter 4, he pulls him up out of time, space, and matter and pulls him up into the heavens and then plants him back down into time, space, and matter. Oh, some 2,000 years in the future, and he sees... 
the rapture of the church. He sees the whole tribulation. And then he sees Jesus coming back and it's absolutely ridiculous. And then the Lord pulls him up again and takes him into the future, into the, at the very end of the thousand year millennial reign, he shows him the great white throne judgment. And after that, it says, and time shall be no more. And then after that, he sees the real big bang, which is not the beginning, but actually the end as brother Peter calls it the great noise. Yeah. When, mm -hmm. uh, everything is over and then God almighty creates the new heaven and he creates a new earth. And then the Lord put, puts him back, takes him back some 3000 years, puts him back on the Island of Patmos and says, write that down boy. And he does. So that's the book of revelation right there. <laughs> yeah. And, and oh, that's yeah. a really good way to be able to just to see how that the Lord is not subject to time in any way whatsoever. Now, look, we believe that God is not subject to matter. I mean, we do believe that. I mean, we believe that Jesus changes water into wine, right? We believe that he can walk on water in his pre-resurrected state and in his post-resurrected state. He is master over all things material, right? So we that's, yeah. that's not a leap, okay? All right, then we also believe that God is not subject to space. And so like, what do you mean? I mean, like, um, yeah, I, I believe you're in Dallas, aren't you? Martin? I am. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Well, I'm, I'm in Glen Rose, Texas out, in my, out at my ranch right now. And I, I'm telling you, the spirit of the Lord is here with me and the spirit of the Lord is there with you right now. <laughs> yes. He is not subject to space in any yes. way. Furthermore, he can also make people not subject to space. Like, what are you talking about? I'm talking about in the book of Acts, Brother Philip goes down into the water with the Ethiopian eunuch, comes up out of the water, and he's instantly found in Azotos, which is 70 miles away. Okay, so he's not, not only is Jesus a time traveler, but sometimes he takes people with us. Not only is Jesus a space traveler, but sometimes he takes people with him. But here's the leap, and it shouldn't be a leap, but he also is not subject to time. And the reason why there's a disconnect uh, for us in that is because we don't understand the continuum between space, time, and matter. And space, time, and matter is actually a theme of the Bible. And like, what are you talking about? I'm talking about Genesis 1. In the beginning, time, God created the heavens, space, and the earth, matter. Space, time, and matter are in the very first verse in the Bible. 31,171 verses in a King James Bible. And it begins by saying that God Almighty is not subject to space, time, or matter. That's crazy to me because, because space-time, as Einstein began to call it, did not come into the, our, our, the, human, the human race did not have an understanding of space-time and matter until the late 1800s. And then it was mm. confirmed by Brother Einstein in the early 1900s. But yet that, that barefooted hillbilly by the name of Moses came down from the mountain with his animal skin canvas and actually pinned it, space-time and matter, in the very first verse of the word of God, Genesis 1.1. So even the Bible begins with the basic premise, the worldview and the fundamental premise of this. God Almighty is not subject in any way to matter, to space, or to time. Mm. So the, yeah. so right on, you want me to yeah. keep going or? <laughs> no, absolutely, no. Like I was just thinking about being subject to time in general. I've had, I, like, cause I've thought about this deeply as well and you've explored it in, in ways that I haven't. But just in general, I know I've had encounters with God. One specifically when I was newly saved and just struggling with sin habits, I was trying to get over. And I remember like 
I would, God would love on me. There's one day I'd be just abiding with him and just so aware and conscious of his presence. And then the next day I would screw up and do something I didn't want to do. And I was like, God, I hate sin. And I, I don't want to do these things. And then I remember God whispering to my heart saying, you think I didn't know you were going to screw up today. And I, I loved on you yesterday. I'm outside of time. I knew exactly awesome. what you were going to do today. And I still loved on you. We still had a beautiful day together yesterday. And that just blew up my mind. And there was other encounters I had that really got me thinking about time and how God is just outside of time. I can see our past, present, and our future. One time I had a vision. I was actually working out, which is wild, but I, I had a vision. I was just praying in the spirit as I was working out, and I saw a vision of myself ruling with Christ, and it was such a clear um, vision just with the emotions of God stirring in my heart, just feeling the tangible presence of Come God. On. And he was giving me a glimpse of my future because the Bible says that we rule with Christ and we will rule with him and sit with him on his throne. And so had these, these encounters with God. And even in the book of revelation, it says that he was the lamb slain before the foundation of the world, which That's is right. absolutely mind boggling. It's hard to wrap our minds around it because we are, you know, limited, you know, in this world where we're used to being confined by time. And so, but when we tap into this beautiful spiritual reality of connecting with the Lord and abiding in his presence that the Lord gives us glimpses, he's even given me glimpses of my past and showed me like, see, yes. I was there in your past. You, you, you didn't notice, but I was there and I was, I was with you right. and I, I stopped that accident from happening or I stopped you from doing this thing or that thing. Show me glimpses of how he was so involved in my past. And so it's just, it's just a beautiful thing. And you really dive into your book, which I find this is important for so many of us about how Jesus redeems our past and how, you know, yes. we all go through tragic losses and times of shame for our mistakes and things that we've done. Like, I love how you share about how Jesus goes into our past and can redeem our past. I'd love for you to share on that. Well, you know, we there's a couple of things about that, and I'd like to point out. And one is this: we we have recently come into the true knowledge um, in the body of Jesus that the Lord shows up and He gives us a future. So He shows up in our now, and He brings us a future whenever He shows up. And we know those verses. We know Jeremiah twenty nine eleven. Oh, yeah. We know mm -hmm. those things. Um, but but we also recognize that in Psalms 139, it says, you go into my future to prepare my way. And then in your kindness, you save me. It says, in, in, in your kindness, you go behind me to save me from the harms of my past. Wow. Now, mm -hmm. okay, so we know that he can bring us a future. But here's something. He can also show up in your now and bring you a new history. Not only can he bring you a new future, but he can also bring you a new history. And like, okay, wait, I don't think he can do that. No, he absolutely can do that. We know that on the great white throne judgment, uh, he actually, there's the judgment happens to everybody, but to some it is punishment. And to those who are redeemed, it is reward. And there is a different history with us yeah. than there mm -hmm. is with them, even though we've all sinned. Okay, like, okay, whoa, how does that work? Because he can manipulate time in any way whatsoever, not only for his advantage, but also for the advantage of the people that he loves so yes. desperately. Yes. Mm -hmm. So I had a I had a crazy cool encounter with Jesus Michael. I was I was sitting at this train track in Joshua, Texas, and I lived there for the first 50 years of my life. And I was just sitting there waiting for this stupid train to go by. It it takes so long and it goes so slow. And I looked all the way to the left and I could not see the engine. I looked all the way to the right and I could not see the caboose. And I just said, Lord, I have to wait on this train every single day. And it's so frustrating to me. And instantly 
I had a vision. I just had an open vision. And I was about, I don't know, a couple of thousand feet above my truck looking down and I could see the beginning of the train and I could see the ending of the train and I could see all the cars in between all at the same time. And the Lord told me in that place, this is how I see your time. I see the beginning and I see the end and I see the segment where you're at at the same exact time. And I instantly got this revelation. Instantly, I understood that the ancient of days means older than time. It means greater than time. And uh, I, I knew this. And so this is what I think. I think that when it comes to the timeline of humanity, I think that the Lord God Almighty is watching me, me and you do this podcast right this second. I think he can also see David slaying Goliath right yeah. this second. Uh-huh. I think he can see Jesus being resurrected right this second. I think I think that he can see the great white throne judgment right this second, all at the same time. Now, we are on the train. And here's the, here's the deal with, with King Jesus. He can step in and out of the train into any place that he pleases. Mm. Now, if there is a timeline, and we know that there are timelines, there are time circles, that's the difference between times and seasons. Timelines are linear and uh, seasons are cyclical. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and, and anytime that it is about accomplishing a specific monster purpose that is epic, that's a timeline. And anytime it's about moving is something prophetic, it's a time circle. So that's why all the Old Testament judges and the Old Testament prophets, they moved in circles. They went from one town to another to another, and it was always a circle. Or the Bible even says, and Jesus went about in a circuit prophesying. Okay, well, when he's going around, when he's moving in a circle, he's actually being very intentional about, about the way that he moves because he created time, space, and matter, and he's and he's actually lining all that up. Now, there's different kinds of time. There's just like I just illustrated. There is past, present, future time, and there is also redeemed time and unredeemed time. Yeah, and we know that in the timeline, if and the timeline for humanity does not begin at the beginning of Adam. It actually begins at the fall of Adam. That's where that's where the clock started for Adam. And so he said, in the day that you eat of the knowledge of the tree of knowledge of good and evil, you shall surely die. And he died 930 years later. And a day is to the Lord is a thousand years. So he began his day when he sinned. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So there's basically two day, There's basically 2000 years from the fall of Adam to Abraham, 2,000 years from Abraham into Jesus, 2,000 years from Jesus until now, we are looking for the imminent and the glorious return of the Lord Jesus Christ. And then there is a 1,000-year millennial reign of Jesus, and that is the seventh day. And at Mm. the end of the seventh day or the 7,000th year, there is the great white throne judgment. And then time should be no more. And the reason why time should be no more is because time was created for the purposes of redemption. It's wow. only within a time frame that we could say that was then, this is now, and this is how it's going to be tomorrow. How you and I enter into eternity is how we've always been and how we're always going to be. That's why we have to enter in saved. Wow. That's awesome. I just love that. It's, it's deep. That's we could just chew on that for a while just right now because I'm sure I know, it's some, crazy, isn't it? Uh, it is. Yeah, because like a lot of people don't don't think this way. We, we have glimpses of this. And I remember, you know, when I first came, like just even the gift of prophecy 
in general is just proof that God is outside of time, that he sees the future, yes. that God, you know, he's yeah. not, he's not limited to time, you know, time and space, like, 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 like you're saying. And so, but a lot of this, it's just, it's so deep and it's beautiful. So I highly recommend people to grab a copy of Redeeming Your Timeline because when I read this book, it just chapter after chapter of, of what we're sharing right now with all of the scriptures, you know, coming together so that we can see, you know, that this is biblical and, you know, it's just, and I think right now you do touch on this subject as well in your book, talking about, um, talking about the future and how it's, it's kind of easy to be like, okay, you know, I know Jesus is with me right now. The scriptures say that he's Emmanuel, God with us. And if I invite him into my day, yes. then, you know, I could, I could have a relationship and communion with God right now. And then we could look back and we could say, okay, you know, I have a history with God. I remember touches, you know, from the Holy Spirit. I remember moments where, you know, God were there and it was, you know, was there, but it's hard for people sometimes to connect with, you know, inviting the Lord into their future or believing him for a bright future. And especially now, I think within this day and age, with everything that is taking place, with the fear and the, you know, with media and the rampant fear and the anxiety and everything that is taking place, how could believers really grab hold of this message that you're preaching, this this book that that, that you've released, to really just trust God and invite Jesus into their future, to believe they have a blessed hope and that they can walk in victory and, and, and really see what Jesus promised them. So good, Michael. Okay. So there's a biblical example of this that is so exciting to me. And, and it goes like this at the end of the book of John, brother Peter and, and King Jesus are walking near the sea of Galilee. And he turns to brother Peter and he's, and he has this amazing intimate conversation with him and scripture just reveals a tiny piece of it. But it goes like this. I've seen your last day and you're not going to bail, Peter. I've seen how your death glorifies me. And he's like, what? Because I'm sure that Peter had lots of insecurities because he was famous for bailing. He was famous for running off. And he's like, man, I got this history. He goes, oh, no, no, but I've seen your future. And I know how your death will glorify me. And we all know that that scripture at the end of the book of John, what we do not consider is that Jesus is telling brother Peter, I've been in your future. I've seen your last day and I'm back here now to tell you, you're, you're going to knock it out of the park. Yeah. <laughs> and I've yeah. seen it and it's amazing. Okay. So what that means is we don't have to wait until we're dying to ask Jesus to be with us. <laughs> we right. can ask Jesus. We could literally invite him into our last day right now. And whenever, whenever, whenever our future is guaranteed to have the presence of Jesus within it, it changes our trajectory and it brings a redeemed flow of time. In other words, we have to act or we have to live from a place of redemption because Jesus is there and it literally changes our right now. Mm -hmm. So I learned this principle a long time ago and what I found is it's just like, okay, yeah, I prepare for everything, but it's just like this. Michael, I, I know this content. I live it. I breathe it. But I asked the Lord before you and I ever got on this phone call, I asked King Jesus, sir, will you meet me tomorrow when I'm talking to Brother Michael? And will you please, please, please fill up that room with your presence? And Amen. Lord, I want to yes. invite you into that place. Okay, if I can invite him into my now, if he's not subject to time and he's not, I can also invite him into my future. And I can also invite him to be made manifest in my past where he has not been made manifest before. Like, That's right. Stop. Mm. But it's already passed. Not to him. It's not. So so what that means is you can literally for your future or for your past, 
You can literally invite Jesus as a steward of your life. You are responsible for bringing the kingdom. Your kingdom come, your will be done on this earth as it is in heaven. And then you know what happens? You begin as you, you, you'll come across some kind of a fearful place in your future and you'll say, okay, Lord, I'm inviting you into that place. I'm inviting you, God, to bring healing. I'm inviting you, God, to bring your presence, your comfort, rule and reign because I know Psalms 37, 37 says, mark the perfect and upright man, his end shall be peace. I'm praying, God, for your manifest peace in those moments so that the last thing is not the worst thing, but the best thing. Mm-hmm. Okay, you you can also flip that and put that in your past and that, okay, I remember, suddenly I remember, okay, I when I was 11 years old, this horrible thing happened. Oh my gosh. And, and I've actually had issues and problems in my life that still continue to flow from that unredeemed place in time. Well, there's a difference between the omnipresence of God and the on me presence of God. And the yeah. on me <laughs> or manifest presence of God, oh, yeah. the glory of God. And say, Lord, I've never seen you in that place, but I humbly and joyfully invite you into that place. And you know what will start happening? The chains that you have in your life from that place will start falling off because Jesus is being made manifest in that place. Oh, wow. And then That's suddenly good. you will start to remember how the Lord interacted with you in ways that you did not remember before because you just now invited him into your past. <laughs> and I know that sounds crazy, but it's not crazy. What's real is you start to find these 747s 2000 years before the Wright brothers ever flew. You begin to find you begin to find these things before you find those things. And that's called a Christophanes. If you can find Jesus in the Old Testament, well we know he doesn't show up until Matthew 1, but once you find him in Matthew 1, you can begin to find him in new and exciting ways in the Old Testament. Oh, absolutely. And that's yeah. that's called a, and, and that's a Christophany. But you can't do that unless you know him in the New Testament. Mm. Wow, just in terms of just going into the past. I've experienced that in my own life so many times where, you know, I'll I'll be dealing with an insecurity or a some kind of struggle that I know that hey when I was four I was exposed to this when this you know um, at, at 15 years old yes. this person said this to me or there was one specific circumstance yes. where my um, this this person that worked for my father once told me that he thought my father was ashamed of me because of how I was acting in high school my father was never ashamed of me but when he said that to me it caused a wound on the inside where I felt like I needed to perform for my father's right. approval which actually really bubbled over and in, into my into my um, into my saved, you know, into into being a believer because now I'm yes. I have this performance performance based mentality with the father, feeling like I need to jump through hoops to make him happy with me, or else he'll be ashamed yes. of me. And then the Lord brought me back to that moment where that person spoke that over me, and I invited the Lord into that moment. Lord, I invite you into that moment. That was a lie. I renounce that, go. and I invite the truth of the Holy Spirit that I'm loved, that I'm accepted, that I'm a beloved son in whom you're well pleased. That before I do. You know, and I just started speaking the word of God into that. And I truly believe what you're saying. And I think that we don't we don't teach this often in the body of Christ. And a lot of believers are struggling with sin issues. They're struggling with mentalities, with rejection because of things that took place in their past. And if we can just see Jesus and we can invite Jesus to those moments where there was woundings, then we can experience mm. healing and we could walk in the completeness that Christ says we have now because of his finished work. We are complete in Christ. We should experience that wholeness and that freedom, spirit, soul, and body, and we should be able to you know, grow into the full stature 
of Jesus Christ. And so this is this is this is an important message. And for those who are listening right now, I highly recommend you grab a copy of Troy Brewer's book, Redeeming Your Timeline: Supernatural Skill Sets for Healing Past Wounds, Calming Future Anxieties, and Discovering Rest in the Now. Troy, how can people connect with your ministry and get a copy of this book? Well, they can just simply go to troybrewer.com, and that's one way. And then another way is I have a 24-hour calling center and where we hire all these widows um, from our whole region, and they are prayer fanatics. I'm talking about, <laughs> I mean, awesome. that's, they live for praying and for connecting with people. And so we built a calling center at our ministry, and they are there, and that's their ministry, and they're waiting for you to call them. And they can, they can also connect you with all of our resources, and um, if that's what you want. So if you need a prayer or if you need a friend, or if you want one of these resources, you can call 877-413-0888. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you so much for joining me today. That was deep truth that the body of Christ really needs to grab hold of. I believe this is a prophetic message. It was a very biblical message for the body of Christ right now. So I highly recommend for you know those who are listening to grab it, tell their friends about it, get a copy for a friend. But thank you, Troy, for heralding this message and all the work you're doing around the world for the gospel. Thanks, Michael. Thank you so much for having me on, man. I really, really, really enjoyed this. Thanks, man. Absolutely. For those who are listening, make sure to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast so we can get it out to more people so they can be blessed, challenged, awakened by the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. And I'll speak to you guys next time on Awaken Podcast. Hello, let me tell you about this amazing online store, The Hope-Filled Journey. You'll definitely want to check it out today. Michelle and Renee Torres, they started up this online store in obedience to the Holy Spirit in the midst of a crazy year, like we all know, uh, full-time jobs, raising four children, and they stepped out in faith, and God is honoring them every step of the way. You go to www.thehopevilledjourney.com. It's where you'll find extraordinary products, clothes, fashion accessories, jewelry, and more. Their goal is to inspire faith through their product line as well as high quality and all they do and produce, which we know is very, very important. Um, check it out today, thehopefilledjourney.com, and you'll get $10 off when you spend $50 or more. And you'll also get $20 off of your purchase if you spend $100 or more with promo code AWAKEN. So go to www.thehopefilledjourney.com. You'll get $10 off when you spend $50 or more, and you'll get $20 off if with with a purchase of a hundred dollars or more with promo code awaken i highly recommend it it's an incredible store so make sure to go to the hopefilledjourney.com today <music>